Bernie Marsden is a quadruple threat. That's what Joe Bonamassa once told me. He's right. Singer, guitarist, writer, arranger, and also a really good hang, which is allegedly what Keith, what Keith Richards said about uh, Ronnie Wood. You know, he's a great hang. Good guitarist, great hang as well. Good to spend time with. And having interviewed Bernie Marsden a while ago, I can verify that. Great to spend time with. Great to speak to. Still doing the work. His autobiography is great. His two, his last two albums, which contain music that's influenced him, are great. But in this Purple Touched series, here's the, uh, the PTS. Don't think that's quite right, is it? I'll just call it the Purple Touch series. I think so. Um, I'm going back to his first solo album. And About Time 2 came out in uh, late 79, so it was early on in the White Snake canon. And it came out on a Japanese label, and sort of, um, so it wasn't readily available, if I remember rightly. I bought it a while ago, I think on Purple Records, actually. I think he's got some. I need to look this out. It's got a very nice um, booklet with it, with the the, uh, the story of the album, and some extras, if I remember rightly. But I'm just going to talk about the tracks that came out at the time. This is an incredibly pleasant album. That's not said in a derogatory sense or a denigratory sense. Denigratory, yes. I think it's a lovely word. So it's not said in that kind of sense. What I mean is, this is good to spend time with, but it's not what you might expect from Whitesnake. Now this album became, from the Japanese label, a number one import into this country, and so Parlophone picked it up. Yeah, big record label at the time. Cover has him turning up for work with a, a, clearly a manager by the clocking machine, or clocking on machine, and you know, that's at about time too, where have you been? But it's also about, I suppose, him having done a lot of work and arriving, being in Paysession and Lord and all of that, um, and then finally getting his own music out there. And it's got some, it's got a real kind of alumnus of, is that what we call a collective, a collective um, group of musicians that we know? An alumnus of musicians. Well, I'm saying it is, and that's what we've got. Because you're the one has uh, Ian Pace on there, it's got Jack Bruce on bass guitar. Yeah, indeed. And uh, Donna Harry on um, on piano and some bloke called Bernie something on guitar and vocals. It's um, it's lovely. It's a really 70s strutting meander with a very pop vocal to it. His voice is very pleasant. You know, we're not talking about, about Cov here, Squire of Saltburn. It's, it's, it's not got the vocal gymnastics, but it's a really easy to like vocal with a bit of a soul touch in the middle. Then he goes on to Song for Fran, which is for, I presume, his wife. Um, and it's a really, again, a nice 70s feel with a sort of, you could hear this in the charts, I would expect. Jack Bruce is on bass guitar for this. Don Airy's on again. Simon Phillips replaces Ian Pace. Oi, Ian, I'll take over here. Okay. I, I don't know if they said that, but you know, that's the kind of thing. And um, it's, it's lovely, lovely to spend time with. Now, Love Made a Fool of Me is even jauntier. 
It's even poppier. It's got a really jaunty guitar and an easy roll to it. The feeling of this, to be honest, could be like those kind of songs that you see on the end credits of British British 70s sex comedies. You know, like the Confessions films and things like that. That sort of thing. Where you think, oh, I like that, but... You know, it's, 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 it's very poppy and bouncy. Quite a lot of that. Really pop chorus in this. A sort of piping guitar solo, which sounds which sounds really good, actually. Neil Murray is on bass for this, and Cozy Powell's on there as well. Oh, this is... It's, it's got a really good group of musicians. It's recorded without or mixed without any kind of frills or fur billows. And the music's softer than you would expect. There's an almost disco feel. And the guitar sirens around on Here We Go Again. You've got female vocals in the chorus. Again, this is so poppy. It's got a kind of pilot feel to it without being... It doesn't have any kind of mawkish feel to it. You don't feel that this is definitely a chart song. You get the feeling that they came out that way. They came out as chart songs. We didn't intend them to be a chart song. Are You Ready is more of a rocker and it's got it's got quite it's got good instrumentation solos in here. Still very commercial 70s, but there's a huge organ foray into this. It's got a burning guitar in it, nice piano, still got those blaring female backing vocals adding real soul. It breaks down for a clavinet to some real strutting funk. What am I gonna do? Strut. Really nice, actually. And you've got Don Airy giving us all that feel, you know? He's got a Moog, actually. Yamaha and a Moog, it seems like. It, it's um, it's really good work. Um, oh, no, actually, we're talking about Are You Ready, aren't we? Yeah, I was, I was onto a different song then. This has got keyboards from John Lord. He has a clavinet on there. He has a Hammond. Nice. Jack Bruce and Ian Pace join him. It's really good, this piece of work. You and Me ends the album with a kind of country-inflected Allman Brothers rolling feel. There's a slide guitar, there's piano, sounds rockier. And there's also a feel of that in Sad Clown. Little bit of rolling river guitar, some radio vocal, very poppy. Huge solo, real fretwork. I mean, the frets should be on fire here, but it's likeable as well. There are a couple of, um, of of instrumentals here, but generally, this is the kind of thing you would expect Noel Edmonds to be queuing up, or um, David Kidd Jensen, that sort of thing. It's a real surprise, and it was really good to revisit it. I need to do that second solo album now. I need to go back to Pesach to Lord, and I need to look at Wild Turkey as well. And you know what? I'm going to enjoy every one of them. Ta-ta.